It's time for the car doctor on AM 950 WROL. Got a car question? Call us at 617-770-3030. That's 617-770-3030. Now, here's the car doctor, John Paul, on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston, 100.3 FM, or if you're listening on the crystal clear stream, WROLradio.com, or you talk to your smartphone or smart speaker or smart something or other, something smarter than me, uh, whatever the case is, uh, uh, yeah, you can you can always find us that way. And you can always find older programs on all your favorite podcast sites on my podcast site, which is johnfpaul.podomatic.com is a good way to do that. And if you found something you wanted to listen to previously, you can always find it there. And I think there's hundreds of programs, which means there's probably one or two minutes worth of useful information. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. A <laughs> um, couple things we're go, going on today. We're going to be in a minute. We're going to be talking to Ken Lemoyne, and uh, he's going to tell us all about a rust-proofing product called Waxall, Wax Oil. I got to figure out how to pronounce it. And then in a little bit, we're going to be talking with um, we're going to be talking with Stacy Unold. She is the director of contract contact center, easy for me to say, contact center operation with OnStar of North America. And know what she's going to be talking about? How to, how to find Santa Claus. That's right, how to find Santa Claus. But right now we have uh, Ken Lemoyne on the phone with us. Ken, good morning. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Um, I don't know I don't, I don't. know what title to give you today. You know, uh, uh Manufacturer's representative, is that good? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> and uh, because, uh, I mean, that's that's sort of what you do. You represent a variety of different products, but um, you're representing a brand-new 50-year-old product, right? That's correct. Go well put. <laughs> and it is something, and, and the, the product is, I, and I never know if I have the pronunciation right, wax oil? Wax oil is right. All yes. right. And... <laughs> And it was funny. I was talking to um, two different people in the last week or so, and one of them was this guy John Lawler, who is uh, if if people ever listen to uh, Car Talk on the NPR station, he he is the uh, uh, or was because the program is only in reruns now. But he he was the uh, menu spiritual and uh, technical advisor and. Uh, uh, for car talk, and he was talking about he has, he has I think eight or ten older cars. He's he's like, yeah, I heard about this product called wax oil. And I said, hey, I said, tune in on Saturday. You're gonna find out more about it. And also, um, and I was talking to somebody who who recently bought an older Jeep, and they said they said the same thing. They they were. They were thinking about what to do to try to maintain this older Jeep to, to have it last without without melting away. And uh, and then I got an email from someone this week, 
who was talking about they they have a um, a wheelchair van, and they had an older one. They had a uh, one that was I don't know, 15, 16 years old, and they said mechanically the van was in great shape. The problem is, it just sort of rusted away around them. And they're like, "Is there something you can do about this? I just bought a I just bought a new one, and I'd like to try to preserve it." Well, um, you know, most of the rust proofing treatments we talk about, usually they're either, honestly, they're a scam to me, or they're something that requires a, a kind of a yearly maintenance. That's right. There are there are a couple of products out there that. Uh I guess the best way to refer to them is temporary. Uh, that eventually the abrasion of the uh, of the salt and the brine and the calcium chloride and the the, the, the cold ice water all mixes and in, in attaches itself to the underside of the car. And, uh, and water is one of the most corrosive things we know. And when you mix it with all of those chemicals, it becomes that much more powerful. Uh, calcium chloride is ten times as corrosive as salt and uh if you see those five lines on the road before the snowstorm that's what that is that's calcium chloride so mm. you know i uh, i first saw this product this company called wax oil in 2005 um as you know i've been a uh, i guess a carholic is a good way to put it yeah, uh, a real yeah. car enthusiast kind of like john you know and uh, uh i've got i think nine cars including my drivers right now and i'm always working on something and a friend of mine asked me to uh, do an appraisal or a review of a uh, an old Volkswagen bus for him. And this was about, about 2005, I think it was. And uh, I'm looking at this 1966 bus, and I'm looking underneath, and there's no rust on this bus. And the second owner who had brought it over from Germany uh, was there, and uh, I was, he was looking at selling it to my friend. And I asked him, I said, how come there's no rust on this 39-year-old bus? And he says, I don't know, he says, but the first owner told me he had an undercoat job done on it when it was relatively new. He said, there's some stickers on the back. Maybe one of them is the, is the rust proofer. And sure enough, there was this little red circle that said wax oil on it, a faded sticker. So I looked it up, and that's what it was. So I kind of tucked that one in the back of my brain, and 14 years later, I get a phone call from a gentleman up in Vermont. And he says, hi, he says, I'm the... Uh, the sales manager for Wax Oil, and we're coming to the United States. I want to talk to you about selling and marketing the product. And he, he said, have you ever heard of Wax Oil? I said, yes, I have. You should keep talking. And he was astonished that I'd even know what it was. Mm. As it turns out, Wax Oil is a huge company. I mean, they do $500 million a year in Europe, and nobody in the United States even knows who they are yet. If you lived in Europe today and you bought a new vehicle, there is a 50% chance that you would have this vehicle serviced, have a wax oil service done in the first two years. Mm. It's been endorsed, not just approved, but endorsed by virtually every major OEM internationally. And the reason that you don't see it on the, the bodies and undersides of the car, uh, in cavities, etc., is that it takes about 45 minutes to an hour or more for a bigger vehicle to do this, and you have to do it by hand because this material is waxed-based. Mm -hmm. It stays flexible. It doesn't, it doesn't get brittle. You Remember the old Rusty Jones yep. and, and uh, Z-Barts? That material was kind of it was a tarry substance, but it was hard. It was brittle, and, and when the body flexed, 
that material would crack and moisture and, and salt and everything would get behind it. And eventually this puck would fall off of the side of the, the frame and it would be pieces of the frame and, 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 the, and the tarry material. This stuff stays flexible. It'll take up, you can power wash it every month for 20 years. It won't come off. But if you steam clean it, it will come off. That's hmm. the only way you can take this material off after it sets up. Yeah, it's the, uh, OEM. Go ahead. It's it's pretty amazing stuff because I didn't know quite what to expect, and I did my wife's Volkswagen with the spray can version of it, and uh, I I you know without actually seeing it and touching it, I was like, I wonder what this stuff is going to be like, and uh, there was a. Uh, uh, the lift I borrowed yesterday, there was a guy there, and he has a couple of old Mercedes diesels, and he came over and he goes, "What, what is this stuff?" And and as I was spraying it on, it it sprays on about the same as uh, as that crinkly finished spray paint. It's uh, it right. goes it goes Very on similar. fairly light. Um, it's uh, it's uh, sticky enough. But I said to him, you know, what's what is supposed to be great about this is it stays flexible. And that's what, as far as the, the kind of undercoating part, that's what actually, what actually helps. And although, you know, the car I was putting it on is four years old, you know, there was, you know, it was pretty clean underneath. And... Although you could see you could see some surface rust starting to appear here and there, and uh, you know, I said, well, this is probably a good way to you know help help kind of stop it in the tracks. You're right, and uh, you know, when I after I spoke with this uh, this gentleman, Alan, I said, I'll I'll come up uh, in another month or so and uh, to Vermont, and you can show me how this stuff works, and and, and I'll put it on my car, and you can teach me all about it. Mm-hmm. So. I have an 11-year-old XJ8, a Jaguar sedan, a nice British racing green car. And I drove up to Vermont in March, and about halfway up, it started to snow. And by the time I got there, it was a green car with a white bottom. Mm -hmm. And uh, the following morning, I I said to Alan, I said, i got to power wash the car before we we do anything. And he said, no, that's fine. And we went into their R&D center, and, and we power washed it. And then we started doing all the cavities, and there's two materials One's a clear product that uh, you have a very, very tiny nozzle that'll get into the drains on the bottom of the doors and the, the openings in the hoods and the trunks mm-hmm. and the tailgates and the main frames and the control arms, etc. We sprayed all of that, and that, that goes on. It's a clear material. Then we got ready to do the underside of the car. And uh, I said to him, I said, we can't do this yet. It's, it's still wet. And he said, no, the whole purpose of this material is that the, the wax-based composition locks the moisture off of the metal so that it can't it can't contact the metal. I said, but it's already on there. He said, we'll take a blowgun to get rid of the puddles and as we spray you see you'll, you'll see the water dripping off of the off of the underside of the car. And I said, okay, yeah, right, sure. Mm. And uh and then I got a big piece of plastic and I put it underneath the car because I wanted to see how much of it was going to come off and yeah. how much was going to drip on the floor, you know, because most uh uh, new car dealers and shops, they don't want to make a mess. Right. And, uh, of course, again, neither do I. So as we started spraying, I noticed there was something dripping off of the car. It was the water. Yeah. It was actually displacing the water as we sprayed. We finished doing the entire car, and about about an hour after we were finished, I hopped in the car, and with the heat on and the windows up, I drove four and a half hours home. So the material it just has mineral spirits 
as its propellant. And as that evaporates, then there's virtually no smell. In a day, you wouldn't even know that there was a, any surface or uh, any undercoat service done to the vehicle. So I can appreciate now why it's so popular in Europe. And the biggest competitor that I have in the marketplace today is just ignorance to the product. And I think in the next year or two, you know, with all this calcium chloride getting put on the road, that New England's going to find this product pretty quickly. It's going to be at the car show and the automotive show in yep. the convention center next month. Yeah, it, it is. I, I was, um, I, you know, I used um, both of both of the products. I used the... Uh, uh, the undercoat style, which, which again, kind of just honestly kind of prettied up the underneath of the car, too, because all of a sudden now it's black and it looks nice. And the other product... Yeah, it looks, uh, looks like a fact yeah, undercoat job. Yeah, and the other product, um, I wherever I saw a little hole under the, you know, under the hood, some of the, some of the seams in the hood where, uh, where the reinforcements were welded together, I just sort of sprayed inside there. And the stuff is... Um, the the clear product is has a, has a fair amount of creep to it. it. It doesn't stay stuck in one spot. It tends to yes. it tends to flow around. And I did that uh, under the hood and uh, a couple of couple of cra- cavities under the car where I couldn't really get to very well. And one of the things the uh, uh, the guy with the Mercedes, the old Mercedes, is. I guess that's plural. Mercedes is, um, you know, he, he came over and he said to me, yeah, he says, I was using regular spray on undercoating. And he said, you know, my fear is, you know, undercoating, I just replaced all the brake lines in this car and, uh, and some of the boots and the axles. And he said, my fear is that, you know, this undercoating is just horrible for rubber parts. And I said, you know, the funny thing about this stuff is it isn't. No, it's not. I mean, all of the OEMs have uh, have endorsed it because they found out that it acts as a lubricant uh, on a lot of the uh, things like the slides for the window, and uh, it also locks the moisture out of all of the electrical connections. It has no. It's not toxic. There's no toxicity on any of the rubber materials. So, people are putting them. It's, it's trying to spray in between the leaves of the springs to keep mm. them from turning brown, and the bottom of the the shock absorber mounts and all of the unions and connections for the brake lines and hydraulic lines. And if it, if it, if it turns or heats up, you don't want to spray it. Right. Other than that, you pretty much want to spray everything else that's underneath. You're only putting it on five hundredths of a millimeter thick. Yeah. So the, the professional installation is done with, with SATA spray guns built in Germany and they have a, a bigger pickup tube in them. And, and you can spray from, an inch or inch and a half, two inches away, and you can work in a pattern that's maybe an inch by an inch. So you can back up about uh, six, seven inches, mm. and you can spray about five or six inches wide. So it's possible to do. I did a Rav Four a weekend ago for uh, a gentleman, and it took me a little over an hour to do. And uh, uh, the materials uh, are they're not they're not cheap because the the product isn't cheap. It's yep. a really good quality product. Um, but for the guy that has an average size car, you know, something, a, a cord Camry, he's only looking at between 450 and $500 to do this once. What they tell me is that in Europe today, that if you have this service done, that five years out, the vehicle is worth 25% more than if you didn't have it done. And it's so popular over there. It's kind of like Kleenex is here. You know, yeah. it's, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a regular word that everybody knows. When they advertise a car for resale, one of the first things that they put down is wax oil service done when 
when new or in the first two years. And so, you know, today, if you have a a brand new pickup truck, you're spending fifty or sixty thousand dollars. You know that twenty five percent more five years out means the difference between you know twenty three or twenty four versus twenty eight or thirty thousand dollars. I mean, it, it, this is a it's a it's a real money saver. And if you've ever tried to do service on a vehicle that has rust, you can fully appreciate where working on an unrusted service is going to save time and money. Because everything breaks once it gets rusted. That that must the be that must be why that Wheeler Dealer show you you used to, you used to watch the mechanic <laughs> just use hand tools to take stuff apart, and it's like, where do you live exactly? Because uh, because that's not what it's like working in the Northeast. <laughs> well, I've worked on an awful lot of old British cars, and I've noticed the only ones that don't rust are the ones that leak oil. Well, that's true. You yeah. know, it's yeah, it, it is that that is sort of a. Uh, yeah, that, that does sort of work together at some point, but but it is it it's uh, you know I, ex- I and again I expected kind of a thicker, gooier product, and the idea that it goes on thin. I bought um, a tarp to put down on the floor because I didn't want to make a mess, and um, sure. you know spread a tarp down under the car, and I got nothing on the floor, and the only place that I was uh, either I had I was wearing rubber gloves because I brought some with me and the the gloves I was wearing was really all I used to sort of there was a there's a couple braces under the Volkswagen for the keep some vibration down on the body and the only I held my hand on the other side of the braces just to keep from hitting the exhaust spraying the stuff on and other than that I you know the same clothes I wore there to do it is the same clothes I wore later in the day and I I I did. I did put a hat on because I'm clumsy, and I figured I'd stand up and hit my head on it or something. But and it it also dried pre, dried pretty quick. I think I let it sit for about an hour on the lift, and you know I came back and it was dry to the touch afterwards. Yeah, it'll it'll tack up in about an hour or so. And like I say, you're only putting it on five hundredths of a millimeter yep. thick. So you just want the whatever the color of the metal is, that gray or whatever yep. it might be. You just want it to go to black, yep. and then you're done. You don't have to put that thick coat on that yep. you know you and I are so familiar with from a long time ago. And uh, it, it really goes on nicely. And I I heat it up before I uh, before I put the guns in a in a like a pickle barrel yep. bucket with some hot water. Just let them heat up for about ten minutes so that the material's at seventy five or eighty degrees. Yeah, and boy, it flows on. So smoothly, yeah. No, it, it really looks just like a beautiful factory finish. It 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 it, uh, um, it it does it does a nice job. And I was a little concerned about because my wife's car is not brand new; it's a few years old. Whether I'd have any concerns, but it looked pretty good underneath, so I was pretty comfortable with. Um, I did. Uh, do just what you said. I ran it through a car wash and got the undercarriage washed, so there wasn't. It was it was uh, pretty clean and dry and dirt free underneath. And you know, I can I can only look at it now and go, hey, it looks looks nice under here now. Yep, I was you know I was with a a DPW manager the other day, and uh, we got to talking about this and, and how expensive it is to try and maintain all of these vehicles, and especially the ones that are spreading all of this uh, calcium chloride and such. And and uh, I said to the DPW manager, how much you got invested in that sander over there? And he says, well, it's a nine-year-old vehicle. And he said, I got $100,000 when I bought it. And he said, I'm going to sell it next year for about $500 because it's just a pile of rusted parts now. And I said, so you're spending 10000 a year in depreciation plus you're fixing it. 
I said, you know, what if it didn't rust? And he said, you know, I could probably get another five years out of it. Mm. And I said to him, I said, you know, at 10000 a year depreciation, if you get an extra five years out of it, I said, wouldn't that save you $50,000 in depreciation expense? And he said, yeah, I guess so. I said, how many vehicles you got? He said, 157. I said, how much is 157 times 50,000? He said, seven and a half million, and you now have my attention. He said, I could afford to buy three more vehicles each year. I said, well, you're only going to save a half a million a year, Mm. but it will add up. So, you know, we just, we have not found this product yet, and I stumbled across it. It it found me. Mm. But more of just a matter of time. Like I say, I think the biggest competitor to this product is the ignorance to it. You know, people just don't know that it's out there yet. So, now and then, I guess... I think you're, I, I think you're right because you know too many times in the past people have looked at products like this and either it was sold at you know the time of sale of the vehicle and it was you know sort of in, included in with the fabric protection the paint protection and undercoating and you know whatever else you know some salesperson could kind of cram into the sale and you know people walked away with i i don't know what i just paid for or else it yeah, was the word scam you know, came to mind yeah, as you mentioned yeah, earlier yeah so you know you have to you have to look at all that i guess the i guess the the uh, where the product is um new new here and you you mentioned it's endorsed by you know most of the car manufacturers that are selling vehicles in europe and somebody said to me you know well what are the car manufacturers say basically all the ones that rust um you know you know <laughs> jag right. jaguar land rover you know um you know and i said think of anything that comes here and and especially something that's a little bit older that you know of the car because it was sort of rusting on the showroom floor um you know the, these are these these are vehicles that that endorse the product but where it is a new to the us product um where do you how do you buy it where do you get it who's the installers i think well if they go to waxoil dash usa and the waxoil is wax w a x o y l dash usa.com you'll see a number of installers that have already uh, engaged and are signed on to become installers. This is not something that's a franchise. Anybody who has a lift in air and uh, is uh, able to competently do this service was certainly in a position to be able to do it. But it's waxoil-usa.com, and you'll be able to find the various installers. And uh, I've been doing an awful lot of demonstration work and getting guys up and running. Mm. Uh, there are... I mean, there's, there's a guy who likes to do a lot of Jeep work in, in, in Woburn. Uh, there's a, a body shop in Westford. Uh, there's so many different people. Uh, a tire place out in Harvard, uh, John, with a with a, a body in a, in a mechanical shop in, in Southboro. Uh, they're all over eastern Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. We've already started signing people onto this program, and uh, I've started working in southern New Hampshire as well. But uh, it'll certainly take a little while for it to grow. Up in Vermont, is it's popular up there already. Um, I think that uh, as the as the market comes to know what it is, yeah. I mean, like I say, there are some some oil type products that are temporary, uh, and but they make a mess and they they tend to smell. Um, I'm not picking on any manufacturers, yeah. but uh, this, the the product is, it drips on the driveway. I've seen the results of what happens, and 
it's really kind of a mess. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, the endorsements. Yeah. You know, Toyota had a, had a real issue with some of their frames. And uh, I spoke with the first, this is the first Toyota dealership in the country that I spoke with, and they're pretty enthusiastic about the possibility. We're planning on doing a demo there in the first quarter of the year. Yeah. But Toyota, Ford, Honda, Nissan, GM, Hyundai, BMW, Lexus, Chrysler, Subaru, Volkswagen, Kia. I mean, they've all endorsed this product on an international level. Yeah, no, it, it's it's an interesting product because, like you said, it's a it's a new to hear, but been around for you know fifty plus years. It's a Swiss product, and it's it's one of those things that um, you know. And, and again, a lot of people are like, hey, I'm only keeping my car three or four years. What what do I care? Uh, but you know, the average age of the car on the road is almost twelve years old now, and we you know even though fenders don't rot out like they used to. Underneath still gets really rusty, and you know people are still replacing brake lines and fuel lines, and and you know brackets that are rusting away. And I remember a couple of years ago, the AAA engineering department uh, did a whole study about um, all the chemicals that go on the road and how it collects rust. And I was I happened to be at the Detroit Auto Show with one of the engineers, and we were walking around. And we were actually taking pictures of wherever there was a car up on a display that we could get under it. We were taking pictures of places where salt, sand, and water would accumulate, and we were kind of we were kind of taking bets on you know where we were going to see the rust, how soon we were going to start to see the rust appear. And even on this was a couple of years ago, so even on the new C C7 Corvette at the time. Um, there was a couple of places where, because of aerodynamics, they put they put panels underneath. But those panels also were going to collect, you know, dirt and salt and moisture. And you knew that, you know, eventually, you know, and it may be twenty years down the road that there was going to be some frame issues. That's right. Well, you know, I was doing a I was doing a demonstration for the DPW in in Boston, and they had an F four fifty tow truck, brand new. Hadn't even the, the the plates weren't even on it yet. Mm-hmm. It was a 2019, and we got up underneath that vehicle, and the U bolts that hold the leaf springs to the rear axle were already brown. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, it, it wasn't even on the road yet, and it, it was yeah. already showed. You know, it, it it's unbelievable uh, how how little rust protection the manufacturers are putting on these vehicles. Um, General Motors puts on a very thin coat. Uh, we call it wax oil light. It's a waxy type material, mm-hmm. but it doesn't stay on the surface of the frame more than three or four years and starts to flake off. Um, they, they, obviously, they want the vehicles to rust, and they're not going to spend an hour at the end of each production line uh, you know, vehicle that's made doing this by hand because they can't spray the exhaust and engine and, and, and drive shafts. And, and rotors, et cetera. So they can't do it, you know, with machines. It has to be hand done. Yeah. So they plus they want it to rust. I mean, they don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to make this vehicle so they, good that they can't. They won't ever sell another one. Yeah. Yeah. They they don't want them to last forever. That's why they only test the engines to one hundred and seventy five thousand miles because they. That's they, right. And in like the, the the dealers in in Europe, they're the ones that are making the money because yeah. they're saying to the customer. Would you like the wax oil? You what they say is you would like the wax oil serve done with the vehicle purchase, don't you, sir? Yeah. And uh, you know this they're, they're selling it for fifty percent more. They're probably getting eight hundred or a thousand for it instead of five or six hundred. And 
they're making probably as much money on the service as they are on the sale of yeah. the vehicle sometimes. No, it's uh, so and they, especially adamant about not getting yeah. it done at the factory. Yeah, especially where it's, you know, for for a shop that cares about their customers and their customers' cars, and especially where it's not a franchise and it's a matter of, you know, I'll buy a 35-gallon drum of wax oil just like I buy a 35-gallon drum of, you know, 90-weight gear oil. And, right, yep. It, yeah. it, it's sold in cakes and in, yep. in five-liter tins, yep. and it really... It goes a long way. I mean, you, when you're spraying at five hundredths of a millimeter thick, you know it, it, it'll it'll go longer than it will if you're doing this heavy tarry type materials. Yeah. No, and uh, it's it, it's a profitable service yeah. for the for the uh, person that's doing it. But you know they have to they have to be prepared. I'm able to do the demos without a, a mask and goggles, and uh, you know I I wear a, a shop coat just to keep my my clothes from getting anything on them, but. Uh, I typically don't get anything on the floor when I'm doing a doing yeah. a demonstration. I'll do the whole vehicle, and the, the bay will look just like it did when I walked in. Yeah, no, it's pretty and, uh, ama- it's pretty amazing stuff, and I'm and I'm glad and I'm glad you uh, sent me an email about it because I I you know whenever I can I like to learn new things and and I like to share that knowledge and and again the website to find out more information is waxoil w a x o y l dash usa.com no uh ken uh, you know it's it's a great product and if people want to get a hold of you directly can they do that as well they sure can uh my my corporate uh email address is s l m a sam larry mary apple slma at good old aol.com good old aol.com 30 30 years yeah. And I will give you I will give you my, my cell phone number uh, during the work week, 508-259-6314. Perfect. And uh, any installers or consumers that are interested, I can I can help point them in the right direction. And it's uh, it sounds it sounds uh, it sounds good. It sounds both for consumers for the uh, for the for the retail shops for the commercial commercial shops, fleet shops, you know, for people that want to try to maintain their customers' equipment, maintain their own equipment, um, you know, for the people that, like you said, you know, the person that has a tow truck, but, you know, counts on it, counts on it for a 20-year lifespan, you know, it's usually, it's usually the rust worm that gets to it more than anything else, so uh, be able to maintain it. Wow, there's nothing else that you should be, you should be doing first, I mean, this should go, go on the vehicle, in fact, they make a a top wax that you can spray onto your rig and your plow to prevent it from turning brown yeah. from from the season as well. So you know we'll, we'll be at the auto show, and what I did is I took a Ram fifteen hundred and I put a piece of uh, painter's tape right down the middle of the underside of the vehicle, and I painted the passenger. Or I say painted. I undercoated the the passenger side of the uh, of this Ram fifteen hundred. So if you're at the auto show, you'll actually be able to see what this material looks like and what the difference is between having it undercoated and not having it undercoated. So, you know, for those people that have a three- or four-year-old vehicle that they sell after three or four years, wouldn't it be nice to get 20 or 25% more for that vehicle because it wasn't rusted? Wouldn't it be nice to get $100 more for it? <laughs> yeah, that, that, well, you know, you, you could easily offset the cost of the service. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ken, thanks for Three taking time out of your Saturday. Uh, holidays are coming up, so I know everybody's busy. I appreciate your time, and uh, and uh, I will definitely see you at the auto show because the uh, Mass Auto Dealer Student Skills Competition is going to go on during the Saturday of the auto show, and I'll be uh, I'll be there broadcasting from the show, and I think doing a little MC work while I'm there. So I'll make sure I'll make sure to find you. Always great. Thank you very All much. Right. It's a pleasure talking with you again, John. All right, take care, Ken. Bye bye. Thank you. We we have gone we have gone very long with Ken. Dennis is shaking his head like, yeah, take a break, will you? Shut up for a minute and get get uh, get the commercials going. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. We got some mistletoe Hung from the bow of the boat Stockings are filled with sunshine rays It's Christmas in Blue Chair Bay There's lights up in every place. Living in and around Boston is expensive, but that shouldn't stop you from calling it home. City of Boston Credit Union is here to help with low-rate mortgages, home equity loans, first-time buyer programs, and more. And because they're member-owned, they treat each member like they want to be treated, like people, not credit scores. City of Boston Credit Union, uniquely Boston. For today's rates, visit cityofbostoncu.com or call 617-635-4545. Equal housing lender, all loans subject to credit approval. NMLS number 403469. The more our family grew, the smaller our old car got. So we upgraded to a Honda Odyssey. It's from Kelly Blue Book's 2016 Best Value brand and comes with standard features like Bluetooth, so my wife can remind me of all the things I've forgotten to bring home. Ah, the diapers. Go to www.hondacarsofboston.com or 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Everett, Mass. Call 617-276-1179. Based on 2016 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit kbb.com for information. See dealer for financing details. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800 958 2156 Santa baby, slip sable under the tree for me. I've been an awful good girl, Santa baby, and hurry down the 
Santa baby A 54 convertible to light blue I'll wait up for you dear Santa baby And hurry down the chimney And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM 50 WROL, the spirit of Austin And you will not hear that song anywhere else That particular artist Because that's Kayla, she works with me and uh, she did that with uh, just playing the guitar in front of her computer one day. It's not on YouTube or anything? Um, it's somewhere. It, she hides all her stuff on YouTube. You're lucky to find it. So it's, 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 I'm impressed. It's, it's really done well. Yeah. She's, she's actually, she's a, she's a pretty amazing person. She's an artist. She's a singer. She's a guitar player. She, um, she taught herself how to type. She plays piano, but she taught herself how to type using Mavis Beacon's online typing course. She types like 140 words a minute, and she never learned how. She never knew how to type until she sat down with an online computer typing course. I mean, she's really good photographer, videographer. I mean, she's kind of people you want to hate. You know, it's just she has just that much talent. She's pretty. I mean, she just she does just a really really nice job. So. Um, I, I'm I'm lucky to work with her. She makes all the stuff I do wrong better. So, <laughs> uh, our phone number six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. And um, last week, uh, I asked people to email me if they wanted tickets to the Boston Auto Show. I mailed out those tickets on Wednesday because I was out of the office on Monday and Tuesday ish. And Wednesday, when I got in the office, I put them all in envelopes with a business card, and uh, off they went to the in the mail. So, uh, so there they went. I like those giveaways. Do you, you don't have to do any work? To do that. You don't have to do any work. <laughs> yes. And a couple people did call up. In fact, there's uh, Joe from Somerville. Uh, I got a message yesterday because I was out. I took yesterday off. I had one more vacation day to use up, and I got a message yesterday that he called, and I will get your tickets in the mail. In the next, uh, well, when I go back to work on Monday. Where are we going? What are we doing? Um, it's up to you. Uh, let's go Let's go to Robert. Robert, Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's what I was calling for. Merry Christmas to you, John, your wife, family, and Dennis and his family. Thank you. Uh, and really, the uh, only thing I had to comment on, it seems that GM's following Ford and eliminating some uh, cars, you know, Chevy Impala, Cadillac, Buick. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, what, what, you know, what, you know, they're going to find. I think the manufacturer is going to find out that you know SUVs are still. They're going to get to the point where an SUV is. It was. You know, you think about it. Station wagons were the car of the '60s, right up into the early '70s. Right. They were replaced by minivans, which were the hot thing for that for you know another ten or twelve years. They were replaced by SUVs. I mean, you talk to you know, there's one, there's one, two, three, maybe four minivans you can buy now. You know, fifteen, twenty years ago, every manufacturer had a minivan, and some had more than one size of minivans. Um, I think what you're going to find out is that the next big thing, whatever that is, when SUVs kind of go away, uh, maybe, you know, they, they, they may find out, oh, wait, people want a sedan again. 
or they want right. a station wagon again, or whatever the next big thing is. I mean, some of these European-style touring sedans, like the, Bu the Buick Torex, which is a, really an Opal. I mean, it's a wagon. It thing handles like a sports sedan, um, other than it had a really lousy name, you know, Torex. What the heck is that? <laughs> um, uh, you know, I think they could have sold a million of them. Have you ever seen a, have you ever seen a, a Buick commercial for a Torex? No, you never no. do. Because they don't, because they, you know, they, sh you know, they show all, even the Buick commercials. It's all about the SUVs and nothing more yeah, than that. Yeah. yeah, it's like the seven doors of sport utilities and yep. at least the domestic brands. You know. Yeah, and but, uh, somebody, somebody got. I think I don't want to say got mad at me today, but somebody wrote to me in in the in the Globe today. I think and said, uh, you know, I was re I was reading your I was reading your article and uh, uh, I noticed that. Uh, that you're uh, you you don't you don't say anything about American cars. Isn't there an American car you can recommend? And I'm like, I'd love to, but you know, it's, there, it's hard to find a car in that group. Yeah, right. Unless it's a muscle car. You yeah. Know, those you know are Corvette. Yep. Yeah, which would be my choice, but you know, I'm not practical when it comes to four-door sedans. Yeah. It seems like the German and Japanese cars, they're not doing away with any. They bring new ones out, probably. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's going to bite them, I think, someday. And the price of trucks, you know, the sport utility, full-size, and pickups, I mean, they're outrageous if you want to option them out. They'll cost more than your house did, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I was uh, I was looking at a uh, a Ram pickup, now it was the you know premium model, everything in it, uh, and it happened to be a dually. Oh. I think it was I think it was ninety thousand dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can get that you know across all the brands, but you know of course there are still some less expensive ones out there if you want a mm. modest corp truck. But, mm. Yeah, it's it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, it certainly is. Anyway, that's all I had. Just all right. Comment. Hey, yeah. always, always yeah. good to hear from you, and uh, Merry Christmas. Thanks again, John. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Yep, 617-770-3030, 617 Let's talk to Ken. Ken, good morning. Good morning to you, and Merry Christmas, John Paul. Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you, sir. I, I have an opportunity to get... 2013 Land Rover LH2 or something, LH2. Okay. About 115,000 miles. Friend has it, bought it new, and I like to buy cars from people I know because at least they'll tell me on the level what's going on with it. Mm. I hope most people I do would. And that's then I can make my own decision. But I'm concerned about the long term or uh, historically. Land Rovers, you know, they're famous in Africa, but I'm not so sure how they are on, you know, the Southeast Distressway or, yeah. you know, for reliability. And, you know, I'm taken by it. It's a, it's, you know, it's an older couple and it's fine. And they're just thinking of moving into Boston and either get a zip car or a small Prius or something. Yep. So I wanted to know in your experience, sir, no recordings, obviously, you know, what are the... How's the Land Rover? Is it, you know, so-so, or is it well, got so-so would be a good answer. Um, they are, um, 
Maintenance is expensive. Repairs are more expensive. Um, I know somebody who has a Land Rover. They bought it new, the, the smaller one. They bought it new. It's about four years old now. And he got a really good deal on it when he bought it. But he said, I got to get rid of this thing. He said, every time I take it to the dealer, it's $1,000 and up. You know, it's interesting. The guy that I that was talking to him about it, I've written in a tice, he says, I go to get an oil change. It's a thousand bucks. Yeah. Funny, you should say the yeah. same thing. So as, <laughs> so as long as you're prepared for that, um, you know, they're, they're relatively, you know, if you had to pick dependability from one to ten, they're five. You know, they're not, you know, you're, you, you know, they're not, they're not in the, you know, big dependability scale of, of, you know, premium, you know, premium cars. And, and I don't, and I don't care. That's, I hate to say it, but that's with a lot of them. That, that is with, uh, you know, that's, that can be with, um, Mercedes, BMW, um, you know, premium cars, like, like Ken was saying earlier, he has an older Jaguar. Um, but he likes, he likes, he likes old British cars that break down, I think. So, um, yeah, but But there, there is a certain amount, there is a certain amount of those cars that as long as you're there, I I will say, I like driving a BMW. I like driving a Mercedes. Every time I get in a, uh, Range Rover, I'm like, I know why people buy them. There are a certain amount of, you know, status and style that go with them. But there's stuff inside of them that just makes me go, what were they thinking? Why did they put the window switches on the top of the window where they're just going to get flooded with water and snow when you open up the windows? And, you know, why did they, you know, the, the touch screen is awful on the newer ones. And, you know, there's just some stuff that is, uh, it's just, it's just awkward. And I always kind of, I always kind of wonder why, you know, why they did it that way, but they they do it that way and um and the idea that they're owned by a um, you know by a, a an indian company now i think is probably one of the better things that ever happened to them they have they actually have money to fix stuff that where, where before, are they made you know uh, well they're still made in england yeah but but all the money comes from tata right. which is the parent company right. Yeah. I know it's a 13. I think it's a four-cylinder. Yep. The engine, it, it isn't noted for either. It just, it's, you know, it's so-so. It can, yeah. you know, I have an 09 bug, and the bugs have it. If you look at consumer reports, they don't get good marks, nope. the bugs. No. Nope. We've had two that have been good. Just, yep. but we bought them used. My yep. wife liked the style, and we got lucky, yep. I guess. Yeah. And nope. maybe. No, if, if, you want to tell, if you want to tell people you own a Range Rover. No, I, t- I, t- right. I, I, but if you, you know, like I said, if you want, if you're okay with the idea that when you bring it in for service, it's going to, the service is going to be expensive, then it's fine. Yep. Then it's fine. Is that a car you change oil on yourself, do you think? Yeah, you change the oil on anything yourself, if you want. Well, I'm never <laughs> so sure when I open up the hood and look at them yeah, now. Yeah. But no, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't, if I was, if I was looking for, a used car that would not be the one that would jump right up to the to the top of the list for right. me. But like you said, you know the people, you know how it was maintained. That's a big plus going forward. You know, do you want to do you want to take a chance with it? Yeah, you know, you might find out that you buy it and you keep it for a year and you go, you know, maybe this just isn't for me. 
what about cost? What what can you expect for cost for like? Do you is it do you, do you use a, a Kelly? Yeah, I, yeah, like use, yeah use, I, I use everything. I use uh, kbb.com. I use nadaguides.com, and then I use um, then I use IC Cars and Car Gurus, and I look and see what they're actually selling for, and then you just sort of average all the numbers together and come up with something. Yeah, the best. All Thank right. you so much. All Again, right, take care, Ken. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. 617-770-3030. Let's get through a couple of calls here, and then uh, I think we're going to be talking to somebody from OnStar. Let's talk to Paul. Paul, good morning. Good morning, John. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, thank you. Uh, while I was waiting, you were talking about English cars. Uh, the other day I was watching, uh, vegetating on something about um, uh, Duke of Windsor in England. Oh, okay. 1937, and it was a, a whole controversy because he intended and then did buy, I think it was like a 1937 Buick sedan <laughs> because it was faster, and and, and they, they, they were mad at him because he didn't buy a British car. But uh, anyway, they showed yeah. the Buick. He was, was driving it around the palace grounds, <laughs> I guess. Uh, the uh, return of the Volkswagen, uh, excuse me, return of the station wagon, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, uh, Mo Rocker, who is oh, on yeah. Um, yeah. CBS, yep. he's written a book called uh, Mobituaries, which is kind of a, a funny name. Mm. He was at the Kennedy Library, and uh, he has apparently this long um, obituary, but complaining at the same time that they're no longer here, to the station wagon. Ah. And, and uh, it is hoping that they will come back. Uh, he was He's of an age where... Uh, he was a little too, uh, you know, he was too young for the station mm. wagons to uh, have uh, come into uh, into play and mm. wanted how many people raised their hands who had station wagons. I was, yeah. my family was one yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. So uh, maybe the move to coming back station wagons is already beginning because people want something. It's A station wagon was, was just the right size. You know, it was uh, probably not as wide as an SUV, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, easy access. Um Maybe a little bit noisy, as I remember my parents, um, Ford Country Squire. Mm-hmm. It's like a tunnel, mm-hmm. I think, behind you. But uh, they were, uh, so maybe they will come back. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, that was. Yeah, I think today, especially with the way they can tune a car to perform and handle, you know, before station wagons, you know, were, were the kind of classic boat. They were just what they, they were. They were roly-poly, didn't handle well, didn't have great performance uh but now they can they can they can make station wagons that are that are equal to any sports sedan on the road and still give you the utility of a wagon when you need it so when you need to you know you know carry all the kids soccer stuff around or take a trip to the home improvement store you can do it and put all the stuff in the back so it makes sense yeah this one even had uh, a third third seat oh yeah without seat belts how did we how yeah. did i ever survive yeah but uh the, it was and, more like just a, and, and it was more, more fun like if the third seat faced the opposite direction so it was sort of the, no this one faced uh, forward oh did yeah it was I, a late I, 50s yeah. uh uh, country squire, but I, I, I like the uh, rear facing the one that faces rear. So to you know, just ensure that the kids get seasick in the back. You know, well, Car yeah, I think that was back, yeah. an Oswald that yeah, had that. Yeah. Oswald and Pontiac, yeah, I think, yeah, had the rear, yeah, rear seat yeah. frame. Yeah. Uh, and one final thing, um, I saw that Waxall seems to be available on Amazon. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but they're, they listed with a whole of other products. Yep. Uh, I don't think it's something you want to do in your backyard. 
but uh, you anyway, actually, you it, actually, it's reasonably priced. You I mean, actually, uh, you actually can do it in your backyard if you had yeah. some ramps or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I don't. But yeah. uh, uh, but it was uh, a gallon. I think was forty seven dollars. Oh wow! Or something. So oh. it was. Uh, uh, not expensive. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. It, uh, so it's, it seems like a, hmm. it's a good thing for he was 40, really interesting. 40, $47 for the wax oil and uh, $4,000 for the lift. He, well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's there you true. go. You know, hey, so, hey, Paul, right. always a pleasure and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to yep. you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Let's go to Mike. Michael? 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 Oh, John. Let's go to John. John? Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, my 2006 four-cylinder Camry, 60,000 60, miles on it. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's the anniversary. Not my anniversary, nope. the anniversary of my battery. Okay. It's five years old tomorrow. So when I put the key in the ignition, the car will start, rain or shine, hot or cold. But when I try and use my remote, I'm outside, a foot away from the car, the remote will open the car doors, but it won't start the car. Um, that sounds like a problem that the remote isn't seeing the, 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 um, that uses a special, that uses like a, uh, alarm system in the, in the key. And usually there's a, a key bypass and it sounds like the key bypass isn't working properly. So what do I do? Uh, you, you take it to, uh, you take it to, uh, an auto stereo store or someplace and have them look at it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it depending on what's really wrong with it, it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a, a terrible big thing to be able to straighten away. So um, you may find at the end of the day, it might even you know you might end up saying, "Hey, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put it just put a new unit in or whatever the case is." But um, but I would go to some place like you know Auto Toys over here in Randolph uh that you know that what they'll do the first thing they'll do is they'll test the battery on the remote to make sure it's working okay and then they can test the system to see whether it's turning on the things it's supposed to turn on but chances are where it won't start it remotely i bet it has to do with the key bypass now the battery five years old should i get a new one um, you're you're right there on the i would at least have the battery tested and see what kind of shape it's in the battery in my wife's car, my wife's car is a 2015, so it's closing in on five years old. And uh, I tested it just before the weather got cold, and it tested better than the new specification when it came uh-huh. new. So I, I have no plans on changing it. Of course, the first day my wife goes to start it, you know, on a cold day and it doesn't start, I'll hear about it. But, yeah. But right now it tested out fine. But what's the secret of Change the battery, and it doesn't disturb the car locks or the radio. You have to, um, the easiest thing to do is to, if you have a, what what I usually do is I have one of those little uh, uh, jump pack things, the little thing you can use to jump your car without having a spare battery, and I just attach one of the cables to a ground, and the other one, uh, even just to with a little jumper wire, uh, from the battery cable from the jump pack to the positive cable, positive battery connection, and I just take it off, and that way the jump pack holds the memory for the car, put the new battery in, put it back together, everything's, the com- the car didn't forget a thing. Would, would AAA automatically do that? Oh, yeah, yep, yep, we, oh, teach, okay. we teach all our people to do that. Okay, yeah, I'll, probably after the new year I'll probably call AAA. Yeah, yeah, At least have yeah. the battery tested. 
At least have them come oh, out and sure. test the battery. And when they come out and test the battery, to test it properly, you need to take the battery cables off, clean them, and put it and put it back on. So if the worst comes to worst, you'll end up with clean battery cables. Okay, well, okay. if I were a school teacher, I'd give you A plus for the uh, information All you right. just gave me. Uh, I, I, I've always embraced the B. I'm okay with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, John. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. John. Yep. You have the best. Thanks. Bye -bye. Um, do we have Stacy from OnStar? We do? Okay, good. With us on the phone is uh, Stacy Unold. She is the director of the Contact Center Operation for OnStar of North America. It's Christmas time, and Santa Claus and his sleigh are up in the air, and I understand that owners of Chevrolet, Chevrolet vehicles can track Santa's journey in real time. Is that true? Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yes, it's that time of year, and Santa Claus is coming to town. And beginning on December 24th, families that have Chevrolet vehicles equipped with active OnStar plans can find Santa's location. And all you need to do is press the blue OnStar button. So my nephew and his wife, they have a Chevy Traverse and a Chevrolet Silverado pickup truck, and they have three girls. So I'm sure they're going to be pressing this button about every... 15 minutes to find out where Santa is. As they should, as they should. Chevrolet and OnStar in collaboration with NORAD, um, and to explain what that is, it's the North America Aerospace Defense Command. They actually provide OnStar with very specific Santa location data. And so as your nieces press the OnStar button, we are happy to share Santa's sleigh um, and his location across the globe. Now, um, you know, we've never heard of Santa getting lost, but I've gotten lost before, and OnStar has found my way for me. Uh, is, there, is there any co-mingling of there? Is uh, Santa, ever, Santa ever call you to get directions? Uh, Santa may call us that evening to get directions, but typically with Rudolph and all of the reindeers, he's pretty good with finding his way. Okay. And I understand that there is an additional benefit when you press that OnStar button. There's a charity that could benefit from every time the button's pushed, right? There is. It's really an important part of the program, and, and really in the spirit of the holiday season, Chevrolet and OnStar will contribute $1 to the American Red Cross for every blue button press. And we have really partnered with the American Red Cross for many years. And during the holiday season, we will help people affected by disasters. Yeah, that is that's a it's a great thing, and and unfortunately, it seems like when there is a disaster is a disaster, but when it happens around the holidays, it's always more of a more of an issue with families and and in fact, friends of families as well. So, congratulations to Chevrolet and OnStar for doing this. Now, for people that aren't familiar with OnStar, can you give us a little bit of a rundown on some of the services that OnStar can provide? Yes, absolutely. So, for OnStar members that have our safety and security plan. Um, you know, we provide many services, emergency services. Um, if our members are in an accident, we can provide um, routing if people are lost and need to find their way. Um, we also provide many connected services that we can use our remote uh, mobile app for remote services, um, for vehicle diagnostics, and, and many other services. 
So along with being able to find Santa during the holiday season, um, many, many useful ways to use our services. Yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's certainly a program that I know uh, a friend of mine has, has OnStar, and he actually got it when he had, a, he had a heart attack. And he said, I don't want to be in a car alone if something like that ever happens. So the blue button is his, uh, is his security friend, I guess. So certainly for, for certain applications, OnStar is fantastic. But going back to Christmas Eve, Press that OnStar button if you're an active OnStar user in a Chevrolet vehicle, and you'll find out where Santa is located. Yes, absolutely, anywhere around the globe. And we're just very excited um, for this holiday program. And as you know, Santa only comes once a year, and this is a fun activity to really help spread some joy over the holiday season. Well, uh, Stacy, I want to thank you for joining us on on the Saturday morning, uh, not too many days before Christmas, and hopefully Santa comes to your house and brings you everything you want. To yours as well. Happy holidays to everyone listening, and be safe out there. Why don't we take a break, pay some bills? Why don't you decide what kind of car you'd like for Christmas and give us a call at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Maybe that fantasy car you've always wanted, maybe Santa can deliver it under your tree if your tree is big enough. We'll be right back. Ooh, don't you think it's a pretty good plan? All I want for Christmas is a real good tan. Christmas is a real good tan Take me to the islands Put my feet in the sand Rocking to and fro With the rhythm of the ocean Sing silent night With the palm trees blowing The more our family grew, the smaller our old car got. So we upgraded to a Honda Odyssey. It's from Kelly Blue Book's 2016 Best Value brand and comes with standard features like Bluetooth, so my wife can remind me of all the things I've forgotten to bring home. Ah, the diapers. Go to www.hondacarsofboston.com or 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Everett, Mass. Call 617-276-1179. Based on 2016 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit kbb.com for information. See dealer for financing details. Living in and around Boston is expensive, but that shouldn't stop you from calling it home. City of Boston Credit Union is here to help with low-rate mortgages, home equity loans, first-time buyer programs, and more. And because they're member-owned, they treat each member like they want to be treated, like people, not credit scores. City of Boston Credit Union, uniquely Boston. For today's rates, visit cityofbostoncu.com or call 617-635-4545. Equal housing lender, all loans subject to credit approval. NMLS number 403469. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-958-2156 800-958-2156 
800-958-2156. That's 800-958-2156. AM 950 WROL Boston, home of the Irish Hit Parade, Saturdays 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. In the service of Salem Media Group. Dashing through the snow in my rusty Chevrolet, down the road I go, sliding all the way. I need new piston rings, I need some new snow tires. My car is held together by a piece of chicken wire. Oh, rust and smoke, the heaters broke, the door just flew away. I light a match to see the dash, and then I start to pray. The frame is bent, the muffler went, the radio is okay. Oh, what fun it is to drive this rusty Chevrolet. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program and your rusty Chevrolet song. You can't play that at Christmas time. Yeah, I like yeah, it. You have to. It's you a, have to. The Youpers. The Youpers. The Youpers. Canada. Upper Peninsula. Upper Peninsula? I thought they were from Canada. Nope. Oh, no. the Youpers. Uppers. Yep. 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 Got yep. it. Sorry. Yep. My bad. That's, a, I think. I'm making sure. this. I'm making Maybe. this up as I go along. But, yeah. Um, if you would, let's see. Why don't we give away five pairs of tickets to the Boston Auto Show? And all you got to do is call up and say, hey, Dennis, Merry Christmas. Can I have tickets? So 617-770. Look at him slamming stuff around now. 617-770-3030. Scrooge. Uh, 617-770-3030. Say, hey, Dennis, Merry Christmas. Can I have a pair of tickets to the Boston Auto Show? And he will take care of you. Um, Question about, you know, uh, Land Rovers, Range Rovers. Well, IC Cars has the best used cars, safest, most reliable, and retaining the most value. Let's go through what they are. The winner in the best used SUV category, Toyota 4Runner. Runner-up, Toyota Highlander. Best used passenger car, Honda Civic. Runner-up, Toyota Corolla. Best used pickup truck, Toyota Tacoma. Honda Ridgeline. Best used minivan, Toyota Sienna. Honda Odyssey is the runner-up. Best used sports car. This, this is uh, Ford Mustang Dodge Charger. I don't know if I'd call that a sports car. Best used hybrid Toyota Prius. Runner-up Toyota Camry Hybrid. Good choice. Best used SUV Tesla Model S. Chevrolet Volt. I don't call a Volt an EV. I mean, I, well, I guess they do. They call it an extended range electric vehicle, but it's got a gas engine. Uh, best used luxury car, Lexus ES350, think Toyota Camry. Um, uh, Runner-up, Mercedes-Benz E-Class. And best used luxury SUV, Acura MDX. Runner-up, Volvo XC90. So what's missing from that list? Range Rover, Land Rover. <laughs> because they don't retain their value. They're not the most reliable, and they're not the safest. So in the category from IC cars of safest, most reliable, and cars that retain the most, most of their value, no Range Rover Land Rovers. But if you're somebody who wants to say, hey, I drive a Range Rover Land Rover, there you go. And we're going to talk about this in a couple of weeks with uh, Kelly uh, um, I just want to say that we have met our five. I'm we just have? getting the information now. <laughs> Good for you. Um, 
We're going to be talking to Kelly Funkhauser from Consumer Reports sometime next year about a plan from the FCC that could kind of stall this whole vehicle-to-vehicle car safety revolution. And uh, she is an expert on that sort of stuff. So we're going to talk to, you know, it's a way that cars can talk to each other and your car will know whether the car in front of you is jamming on the brakes because it will talk to your car and let you know that. So kind of kind of a kind of an interesting idea. And also it will let you know, for instance, like if an emergency vehicle is coming or something like that. So uh, uh, but it looks like the FCC is getting in the way somehow. So we'll have to we'll have to try to find out what the answer is to this. Uh, Ford is touting the Mach-E Power and Porsche-like acceleration, at least that's what you're saying, the 2021 Mustang Mach-E not only marks a serious foray into battery electric vehicles by Ford, it also represents a risky gamble of expanding the iconic nameplate beyond the pony car uh, body style. And that's one of the things I've heard from people is they're not opposed to Ford coming out with this um, electric car. They're opposed to the idea of calling it a Mustang because, simple enough, Mustangs don't have four doors. Um, the 300-mile range crossover is Ford's answer to the Tesla, General Motors, and others beat it to the market with a, a long-range SUV. This marks a drastic change in strategy from Ford's earlier electrification efforts, which produced forgettable and now discontinued hybrid and electric sedans. You know, the Fusion Hybrid was a really good car. Dennis had one. He, he really enjoyed it. Uh, Ford says it's targeting 332 horsepower and 417 foot-pounds of torque from the base version of the 5-seater with a faster 0-60 to 60 time than the base Porsche Macan. The GT Performance Edition is expected to boast almost 460 horsepower and 612 foot-pounds of torque, 0-60 to 60 time capable of that of a Porsche 911 GTS. The Mustang Marquee wholeheartedly rejects the notion that electric cars are only good at reducing gas consumption. Um, and, uh, you know, it is something that... Uh, Something we'll have to wait and see. The rear trunk has 29 cubic feet of space, which jumps up to 59.6 cubic feet. When the back seats are down, the crosser also has 4.8 cubic feet of front trunk that uh, has a drain, allowing customers to use it as a cooler. That's just what the world needs. The world needs to have a car with a built-in cooler in the front with a drain in it. The Marquis will be available in standard uh, 75 kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery, extended range, um, we don't feel we're late, according to the brand director for battery electric vehicles. We uh, want to come with a really compelling product. And How uh, uh, Tai Tang says it is thrilling to drive. How Tai Tang is, uh, I remember him when he was a Ford designer, when he was a Mustang designer. So he... He, like me, has also gotten old because I remember he was a young he was a young kid, kind of. So, uh, Frank, Carol, Jonathan, Larry, and Tim, your tickets will go in the mail sometime this week for the Boston Auto Show. So, I will take I will take care of those. I'll put these names in my pocket. Up, oh, but wait, but wait. Apparently, I'm not. Dennis is still doing more work over there, so I don't know what he's up to. So, uh, but we'll uh, apparently we only have one piece of paper in the studio.
I like to conserve. I have one side where the winners are, one side where the callers are. Yeah, it, you know, it's uh, hey, I'm an, I'm all in favor. I'm all in favor of being uh, being green. You know, it's all good with me. You know, we we finally at work have separated our trash. We have paper and bottles and cans. Oh my goodness! I kind of wonder where it goes at the end of the day, but. Probably all goes in one big bin, but it looks nice. It looks like you have these green bins, and you know, we've we've we've. Funny thing is, we've been asking for that for years because we do nothing more than burn up paper. It seems like. Let's talk to uh, who? Frank. Frank. It looked like Joan K. Just thought I'd point that out. It doesn't even look like a J. <laughs> it doesn't look like a, I don't know what it looks like. All right, let's talk to Frank. Frank, good morning. Hello, John Paul? Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. I had a question there. I have a 2008 Ford van, right? Yeah. And I, uh, my wife drives it, and the heater's not uh, working. I, I replaced the blower a few years back, and the blower's working fine. Yeah. But how do you troubleshoot that? Because now they have a switch on the dashboard instead of like, you know, the old days they had like a wire with a cable there. You used to pull the baffle back and forth and stuff, you know? Yeah, it's still, I mean, still we want to make sure it's getting hot. So, you know, go go find the two heater hoses under the hood. There's probably two or three. And grab a hold of the hose and, is you know, see if one's, see if it's hot going in and hot coming out. And if it's hot going into the heater and cold coming out of the heater, well, the water's not circulating through the heater cores or heater valve. Most of, most vehicles today, like you said, it used to be a, a a water valve that would turn on and turn off, and you would you would um, when you turn the heat on, it, what it would do is it would um, it would turn it would turn the valve on that would get water to run through the heater core. You don't see that as much anymore. Now what it more is is it's a uh, it's a uh, door under the under the dash that opens and closes to let you know if there's if there's heat coming through. So there is, you know, there is some still some basic stuff you can you can look at and there um but I would start with, you know, I would start with the the you know, as basic as you can get. You know, look at the, you know, look at the heater hoses. Is it getting hot? Is it is it doing what it's supposed to do? And then you can look at uh, the there's a blend door, and what it does is it is it opens and closes and lets and lets uh, air in and out, and it's all vacuum. Everything under there's vacuum controlled now, so you, so it's all it's all vacuum that runs all the little doors and things, and you may find that you even have a vacuum line that's broken under there, or uh, or under the hood somewhere, and it's just enough that it bleeds off the vacuum from the the doors that now the doors don't open and close the way they should. Yeah, because it doesn't, it, she's saying it works intimately, you know what I mean? Yep. Now and then, in other words, she'll turn the switch to like the frost, it won't blow up anything. The okay. Way through. And then, and then she'll be driving it and then she'll say it'll come on or whatever, the, then it goes off again or something. So, um, it was, you know, I don't think it's the, the hot water problem. No. You know, I don't think what I definitely the uh, control on the on the switch on the dash yep. uh, whether that switch is we are out I don't know I mean you know No but there's also there's also a uh, uh, a check valve I believe on that that makes that 
that uh, you you make sure that there's also a vacuum reservoir. So there's like, for want of a better word, a, a tin can or a plastic thing or something under the hood that um, that stores up vacuum. And if that has a leak in it, the the hose broke off of it. The little nipple on the on the uh, vacuum reservoir broke off. Uh, you're well, gonna get you're gonna get weird operation of all the doors. So uh, you have to kind of sit there with kind of a vacuum diagram and a, and a vacuum pump, and you pump up things and open and close them and, and see what's working and what doesn't. But I would look at I would look at the uh, at the at the vacuum reservoir. Try to find look under the hood, even though it's a pain to look under the hood of this thing. Look under the hood and look for something that looks like either a number ten juice can or a round plastic ball. That all it has is a vacuum line going out, in and out, or maybe even just a vacuum line going in, and that's the vacuum reservoir, and that's going to tell you whether, um, you know, if you if you don't have vacuum going to that, or you have a broken hose going to it, or if it's one of the, uh, or if it's got a crack in it or something, there's there's your problem. Yeah, so it's probably not the switch that controls the. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it. I mean, anything at this point at uh, eleven years old, it could be anything. But um, but I would I would start with looking, making sure all the vacuum lines are doing what they're supposed to do, and make sure they're all attached to where they're supposed to be attached. There is Thank like you very much. Uh, okay, John, all right. Christmas. You as well. Bye bye. Merry Christmas and good luck. Good luck with your vacuum tree hunting. Not Christmas tree hunting, vacuum tree hunting. You look like you got something to say. No? No. No? Okay. All right. Just checking. Just checking. Um, we're all set with breaks. We're, we're all good. set with breaks. So the tickets have been given away. They have been given away. They've been given away. We'll, we'll recount We'll recount when we get back and see how we did for uh, whether we can accept any more. I know uh, I, will do, I always do my best to try to... Uh, try to I will not be here next week. We all know who... Who's here next week? We think Keith, but... We think Keith. But it could be David. You never know. We don't know yet. Um, the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety is preparing a side crash testing at higher speeds. So just when car manufacturers think they got the whole Insurance Institute or Highway Safety crash test down, oh, they change the tests. Yeah, so no one goes the speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> So no the insurance, I, I Well, and it's funny, the NHTSA test, the NHTSA five-star crash test, basically it's just they run a car into a barrier. And that sort of simulates that car hitting itself. But that isn't the way car crashes happen. No. Car crashes happen in all kinds of weird ways. So the Insurance Institute is exploring new side crash testing that reflects modern real-world side crash tests in which people are injured or killed. So they're doing that. Speaking of injuries, uh -oh. not bad, not bad. Um, in Massachusetts, we are trying to get a law passed that will require parents and caregivers to keep their kids rear-facing until age two. And no cop is going to pull you over and ask for your kid's birth certificate and ask how old they are. But the whole point of it is, it's just, it, and it doesn't cost anything more to keep your kid rear-facing until two. They're in the same car seat. And if you say, well, when they're rear-facing, my kid's legs are all crumpled up under. No, they're not. They're, yeah, they're, they may be crisscrossed or something. But the whole point of it is that it's the shell of the car seat that protects the child. 
not the harness straps. When the harness straps, when the seat is forward facing, the harness straps um, are required just like a seat belt to keep you from, keep you from moving forward. Um, where when they're rear facing, the shell of the car seat cocoons the child, and when they're forward facing and their body hasn't fully developed yet, they can actually they can actually break. That's hard. This sounds terrible. It's called internal decapitation. Ew. But that can be what happens when you turn your child around too fast. They're only a year and a half old or a year and 10 months old, and their brain stem gets disconnected from their head. So keep your kid rear-facing until 2, and the idea behind the law is not to give people tickets for having their kid, but just to say, hey, a certain percentage of people will go, hey, you know, it's a law. I better keep my kid rear-facing until 2. I'll just do it. Actually, the real what we say is, child pasture safety people is keep your rear, your kid rear facing until they can't be rear facing so until they uh, outgrow the height and weight limits of the seat then turn them around so once their head is um, within a half an inch of the top of the seat um, if their weight exceeds the weight limit then turn them around but up until then keep them rear facing they're safer that way and they're trying to get a law to pass to get that done are you done though? I am it's 10 of. I'm not taking any more calls because they take too long. We did it last week, and we almost ran out of time. Wow. <laughs> wow. Jeez. And for clarification, Dennis is not here next week, not John. John is here next I'm week. Here now. I'm, I'm here. I'm celebrating my birthday. It's my birthday that day. I'm not working. Can I come Can I come over afterwards? Sure. What are you, what are you doing? Um, going to Regina's, I believe. Oh. Or, yeah, it might, might, eat, might, might, might kick it up a notch and go to Strega. I don't know. Wow. Might. But I love Regina's. I just love Regina's. It's my favorite place on the planet to eat pizza. Well, you probably don't want to eat pizza at like ten thirty. Why not? I I I, <laughs> I just thought it. I I mean I do, but you know, I got no problem. Actually, with, I don't think they're open until noon, but yeah, <laughs> or eleven. Yeah, I have no problem with pizza early, so it's okay. It's all right. No, I I hardly ever take days off. I know. Once in a while. And so does your wife. Yeah. She takes she takes every day off. What are you talking yeah, about? She's. I mean, your wife knows that you don't take any. Oh, I. Off. Oh, I. Oh, I. Thought I mean, you. she's she's going to she's going to Florida. She bought a one way ticket. She's not coming back. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. <laughs> well, she's coming back eventually. I think. Well, you know. So. Yeah, when it gets like August. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May. May. Okay. It's. So now, see, now it sounds like we're getting divorced. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, I, I, I worked with someone who her wife, I mean, her, her her husband and her child lived in Arizona, owned a store, something out in Arizona. Yep. They, they worked there. She worked here. She lived here. She would commute to them on the mm. winter holidays. They would commute to her on the summer holidays. Yeah, well, uh, no. It's, again, we have this little tin house in Florida, and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and 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 we're gonna and we you know uh, and I'm gonna go down there for a couple weeks and I'm still working I'm gonna be working for a while yet so I can't it's not like I could take months off and we haven't we haven't fully embraced uh, we haven't fully embraced the whole idea of uh, uh, work off site yet like you like you can do everything you do just about anywhere I suppose once they set up a computer line for you but um, oh VPN yeah okay so. Um, I could do the I could do the same thing, and uh, but we haven't fully embraced that yet at work. So, um, but 
but some someday maybe someday maybe we'll do something like that well i know it's a little bit early but bobby brooks is over there he's just like hanging out over there yeah, I'm, I'm chilling chilling just listening to the whole thing. the nonsense here yeah so this tin can you have down in florida do you like me to need a can opener to open it yeah when, when you go in no no it's uh it's um it, it's kind of it's kind of funny i this sounds really weird <laughs> uh, um we live fairly modestly and when i Shocking. tell uh, yeah I know. <laughs> and when i and when i tell people that they go uh well what do you mean i said well we don't you know we live our main house is really small and it's we've and we've lived there for 40 some odd years we have another smaller house still down the cape little tiny 600 square foot cottage and the trailer in Florida is actually bigger than the other two houses. So, but it's still it's a single wide trailer um, down on the west coast of Florida, and it's um, well. Hence, why Joanne wants to go down there. She's here nodding yes to yeah, us. As yeah, the, uh, yeah. So <laughs> as she's the speak. smart one. She's yeah. getting away for the cold. Yeah. So and it's um, and it's uh, um, you know, and we're we're you know, every time I go down there, I, we do a little bit of work to it to make it a little bit nicer and my sister-in-law and her husband they have been going down there the last couple of years because she gets uh she gets kind of an extended vacation she works at uh bridgewater state university i mm -hmm. guess that's what it's called she works <laughs> she works in uh the food service over there oh, sure. but she gets like whatever three or four weeks so my so kids went there. Yeah. yeah and uh and well they probably if they went to starbucks they met her they, yeah, uh, sure. yeah so um i'm sure so she goes she goes to uh so they go down there and they, they and they actually do stuff while they're down there so they painted they painted a room one day when they were there and they they did some other stuff while they so they always they actually look for stuff to do because they get they bored yeah. so they look for stuff to do so they're going down and they'll, they'll tinker around while they're there too so we should broadcast the irish hit parade some saturday from down there i think i could do that sure you know? sure. wait, wait a second that means i'm stuck here playing the music i'll leave you my playlist <laughs> it's all good yeah, but, but that the, means I'm stuck here. So, and even when I'm down there, the 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 best compliment I got was from our buddy Sully, who the last time I was down there, which was around Veterans Day weekend, um, I used kind of a I used the app on my phone connected to an old cordless microphone I have, but it has bass and treble controls and mm -hmm. volume control. And Sully said to me, actually. You, I wasn't sure if you were in the studio or not. Yeah, that was it's that very was, difficult to, to that, when I put you yep, on and yep, if I don't know for sure yep, you're on a live yep, remote I said whatever system yep. he's using it's coming across well the, the, this is a little bit more homemade and even <laughs> and even even the one um, you know we were at we were at Auto Toys in Randolph mm -hmm. last week the different the equipment that the radio station has and what I have is a little bit different mm -hmm. I have a phone? Uh, no, actually, yep. the, for Auto Toys. Oh uh, yeah, you yeah. Do have them. Yeah, Auto Toys. I use a laptop connected to this thing called the BrickLink, which is what sure. everybody uses. But it's actually meant for a permanent installation, much more than people really need to know. And but I hook it all together, and then I have to have like a Wi-Fi hotspot to connect to Wi-Fi. So it's a little bit of. It's not really meant for what I use it for, but it's all I have. And rather than have to borrow stuff from here and be responsible for it, sure. I bring all my stuff. You like MacGyver? A little yeah. bit, yeah. Yes. Yeah, a He's little like bit. MacGyver. The setup yeah. that he has in Florida, it, it, it's, it's interesting. And it comes, and he just uses his phone. Like he dials yeah. into the BrickLink yeah, on his crazy. phone, and he yeah. just 
And and with a little bit better microphone, it just sounds a little bit better, and it seems to work. So, so where was the car doctor and the nurse practitioner spending their uh, Christmas holiday? Uh, at our house. Our house. At yeah. our house. We we have our we have our nephews and his wife and other nephew and his kid and my sister in law and her husband and cousin. your cousin. All in the modest house. All in this little modest, little tiny, little tiny house. Well, so. It would be cozy. Yeah, it would be cozy. Cozy. Yeah. Well, the family, the family has unfortunately, the family has gotten smaller over the years. Okay. Um, except for the kids, yeah, little right, kids. Sure. You know, right, they've right. they've added, but uh, but uh, the family has gotten smaller. But it all seems to work, and we've been in the same spot. So. Right. 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 Hey, we're ready. Yeah. Go. So it's uh, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. The um, yeah, I'm coming for for Paul again today. He's on the Mendelet. He was in the hospital for a little bit. It's uh, he said it was okay to share because uh, we're sending prayers his way. Had a little cardiac event, but he's home. Good. And he's resting uh, under doctor's care. Hopefully, he's listening uh, listening in. So I once again get the honor of sitting in the big boy chair for the first guy I ever heard over 30 years ago on the air. You know, we we were talking about that yesterday. We had a little uh, holiday lunch. At the radio station yesterday, and we were talking about that, and uh, and uh, you know Paul's been here longer than anybody. Yeah, I know, a thirty six, thirty seven yeah. years, just as long as he was married. He always tells that story. Yep. It was the uh, um, a week before he got married, or the week after he got married, he came in and did the station. So it's kind of yep. crazy. Hey, hey, before we go, we got the new guy here. Yeah, we got Have the, we, point we got him, the point him, here. point him to a microphone. Yeah, I might as well introduce yeah. him to the Irish audience yeah. now. Yeah. Everyone's tuning in. We're yeah. kind of we're kind of segue into. Come on. Into, uh, yeah, go uh, over, go over to Bobby's another. microphone. So, uh, as as most of you know, uh, Carol Howley Simmons, who was the general sales manager, um, she got promoted into the G- GM position here at the station. She's in the big chair. Yeah, she she's now in the big girl chair. And uh, uh, his first week here, uh, Paul Gleason has taken taken over the the reins as general sales manager. So, uh, um, to all uh, Paul's listeners and to any Irish hit parade folks that might be tuning in, I, I welcome to the airways for the first time, Paul Gleason. Say hello to everyone. Thanks, Bobby. I really appreciate it. I got to tell you, um, I've been a longtime listener of the show. I'm so incredibly excited to be a part of the Salem team now. I. I I'm just flattered. It's, it's it's really exciting. I come here from uh, the internet space, really, though. So I've spent about 30 years in advertising and marketing. But I, you know, one of the main reasons I'm here at Salem is to help the listeners know and our our clients know that you know uh, we're, we're more than just a radio station. Sure. Right. Yeah, right? we sure are. Yeah. We're uh, we're actually a, a full service digital marketing agency now, whereas we can offer all kinds of help with businesses and in in terms of their websites or driving traffic to websites or if they have questions with social media or how do i get new customers or new leads to come to me via the internet and it kind of works really well with radio so 